Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Elevation Podcast, hosted by the Colorado PGA. My name is Holly Champion, and I'm the section's education and membership director. Have you ever wanted to travel to play golf? Like, really travel? Or are you a PGA professional that wants to offer more to your customers or members with thoughtful travel opportunities? Well, our Colorado PGA section partner, Tom Cotter, with the Consummate Pro can help. I have always dreamed of going on the trip of a lifetime to Ireland or Scotland and playing some of the world's most historic facilities, staying in a cozy cottage and taking tours of local sites. After talking with Tom, I feel so much more prepared to hopefully make that dream a reality sometime in the future. During our time together, I asked Tom all the questions about traveling abroad for golf. From booking tea times to transportation, entertainment, and more, the Consummate Pro has got you totally covered. To learn more, please enjoy this episode of the Elevation Podcast. Tom, thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the Elevation Podcast. If you don't mind, just uh, introduce yourself a little bit and tell us a little bit about your golf journey. Uh, thanks, Holly. Um, so um, I am the owner of the Consummate Pro Golf and Travel. Um, we've been in business now for the best part of 10 years, officed in Belfast in Northern Ireland. And uh, my previous, uh, sorry, my journey to that, um, some of my previous roles, um, tended to work mostly at golf golf hotels, golf resorts uh, for quite a few years. Also worked in uh, event management um, and then played played the game at a reasonably decent level as an amateur in my early days. So I, I combined all three, the, the events, the hotels, experience and the golf. And um, that was why um, I sort of had an itch to scratch and I thought, okay, the whole travel the world of travel and golf travel in particular would be quite interesting. And uh, that that's where, essentially, that's where the Consummate Pro was born from. Sounds good. Yeah, your, uh, your background in resorts, I'm sure you probably had a lot of experience, you know, with travel, with guests coming in from both the area and leaving and uh, coming into your area from out of, out of state, out of country, things like that. So, um I've always had a dream of traveling to Europe for golf. I've never gotten the opportunity. I've always wanted to play in places like New Zealand. Um, who should look into golf travel? Yeah, really good question. Um, so yes, the, the, uh, the experience that I got from, from working at the hotels and I was based actually right next door to Royal County Down Golf Club in Northern Ireland for quite a few years, the property there. And it was a great insight. It was it was great to be able to, I suppose, pick up little tidbits of of information from other operators, um, looking at how they they did tours and did trips, um, and, and that that again was sort of a great great finding for me. Um, and I did get to meet a lot of the. Uh, the golfers and as you say you know they're they're coming from all walks of life um they're coming from uh, private country clubs they're coming from unis um you know occasional golfers family groups that don't um that basically don't play a lot together but come together for maybe a trip to ireland or or scotland or or wherever it might be and you know it was lovely to meet those guys back in the day and, and those are you know that would be fairly representative of the mix of um golfers that we have coming to us you know it, it, it is from every walk of life it's from 
uh, from right across the United States in particular. The States would be the biggest proportion of our business um, without a shadow of a doubt. And it's, it's great, you know, every summer, we're in the middle of the summer now um, as we're recording and we've got, you know, we've got guys from the East Coast, West Coast and everywhere in between. And um, also a lot of couples groups, you know, we do, we, we deal with a lot of uh, female only golf, uh, golf groups, but also a lot of couples um, that come in, you know, uh, twos and fours, you know, we, we deal with everything from, from uh from twos up up to to bigger groups but um it's it's it, it is it is kind of all arts and parts and, and, and a variety of clients that we we get and it's great it's great to see them you know yeah absolutely it's nice to hear that there's a lot of different diverse groups that travel um traveled ireland for golf and i know you're probably biased with different places around the around the globe that are really good for golf travel so focus on ireland for for the majority of this episode um what's the best time of year to travel to ireland yeah that's a, that's a really good question uh, yes and i'm totally biased obviously but um so uh the, the season is quite similar to Colorado in many ways. Uh, we kind of kick off probably around late April, early May. That's really when the first sort of growth comes into the ground and, and the courses start to, to blossom and bloom. Um, and the season will run through probably until first, second week of October, usually. Um, so many, anywhere within that that period is, is is when we get the bulk of our, of our traffic. It's also when um, traditionally the weather is at its best. Uh, statistically, um, you know, the meteorological uh, guys would tell you that June's the, the driest month of the year in, in Ireland. But uh, where, where they got that from, I have no idea because uh, it uh, it tends to be, you know, put it this way. If you're, if you're coming to Ireland and Scotland for the weather, you're probably going to the wrong destination. Um, there's so much more to, um, to travel in this part of the world. Um, you know, Ireland is famous for, for the crack, as we say over here, the CRA. AIC as opposed to the other version. Um, and, uh, you know, it's it's all about the fun. It's all about the 19th hole experience. It's all about the caddies. Um, and it tends to be um, that whilst the time of the year is important, certainly it's important for the groups and when they've got avail- availability to travel and when they want to travel, um, it's not necessarily going to be the be-all and end-all that you're going to have to come within a, you know, a defined um, a defined window to be able to get the the, the best weather. Which, um, again, as I say, you're, you're you're coming for more reasons. You're coming for world class links golf usually. Although we do have some fantastic parkland courses in in the UK and Ireland. Um, but you're coming predominantly. The the guys from the states are coming to get that links experience. They, you know, they they'll have seen the the courses in on the open um, every summer. You know, we have one of them here, literally. You know, an hour an hour from my front door, you've got Royal Port Rush, which hosted the Open Championship back in 2019. So that kind of rugged links golf um, is where the majority of guys are are coming from, and then that the time of the year um, tends to be. Uh, down to availability because as a result of um, events such as the Open and Port Rush and obviously the Open Championships across the, the rest of the UK, um, it's it's now becoming very popular. Um, COVID has had um, a lot to do with that. Um, obviously, people have lost, you know, two years. We've all lost two years of our life um, pretty much. Um, uh, a lot of guys who are, are 
approaching or are in retirement have lost two years of their retirement planning. So all of a sudden we are seeing quite an influx of inquiries for the next couple of years because guys just, you know, they want to get this trip done. You know, there's there's a little bit of, um, you know, we've got some, we've got some, ticks on the bucket list that need to be done. So um, we're, we're going to do it. And as a result, you know, if, if, if folks want to come to, to Ireland and Scotland, but Ireland in particular, it seems to be that where the, um, the bulk of the travel is, is heading for at the moment, then, you know, you need to, you need to think about when you want to be here and, and um, a little bit of planning ahead certainly wouldn't, uh, wouldn't go amiss. Now to your point of planning ahead, how many years out should you start looking at a trip like this? Obviously, you know, you can get last minute flights to different places around the planet for really, really cheap. And you can just kind of, if you're a pick up and go kind of person, that's, you know, totally cool. And, and I know a lot of people that do that, but a trip like this would probably have to be planned out further than that. You know, you've got to get tea times, you have to get lodging, you have to get all of the other, you know, travel accommodations booked, what's an ideal time frame that you would book something like this? Yeah, very good question. Um, so it, it depends on the kind of golf that you're looking to play because some of the, if we take, for example, you know, I'm based in Northern Ireland. Um, if you take our two prime uh, links golf courses that would probably be most popular um, or most well recognized and known in the States, which would be Royal Port Rush and uh, Royal County Down, they released the T-sheet for the following year in May. So effectively, the tea times for 2023 were released on, were released at both of those clubs in around the beginning of May of this year. So, um, and, and what happens is that for, for those two courses in particular, demand is so high um, that we would have so many advanced uh, requests that by the time they get to open the diary, the, the the vast majority of visitor times for the entire year are almost gone within 72 hours. So with when you bear that in mind and also take into consideration that yes, you're right, you do need to sort of plan the trip. You need to, you know, figure out where you want to play, where you you know, how long you're going to spend, etc. You're probably looking if those courses are on the on the radar, you're probably looking at starting the process. Uh, 18 months ahead, probably as a minimum, um, to ensure that you're getting the, the tea times that you want on the dates that you want, and also allows us then to secure um, accommodations. Um, because at certain times of the year, particularly when domestic tourism in Ireland and Scotland kick in, those kind of those rooms will become will start to come under a lot of a lot of pressure. But needless to say, if we're planning that far ahead, we get the pick of the bunch usually in terms of rooms. Um, and then also there's, you know, a, an element that's often looked over is transportation, whether you decide to self-drive or whether you, which is what the majority of our clients would do, is take one of our chauffeured um, driver guides. Um, there's a lot of pressure on on vehicles and getting good quality vehicles. Um, and we're, we're, we're quite blessed that we have some really, really good partners that we work with to secure um uh, the best of the tea times, best of accommodations and transportation, but it does take, it does take that sort of eighteen minimum 18, 18 month period realistically. Um, if you're thinking about some of those trophy courses to to plan ahead, yes, you know even even this summer there are certain parts of Ireland where if you were able to pick up a good flight 
um, and you had you know five or seven days uh, to be able to plan. Would we be able to get you some good links golf and a good experience? Yes, we would. Um, would it include the likes of Ballybunion or? The old head, or Royal Port Rush, or Port Marnock, no, it absolutely, absolutely would not. Uh, and that's where I think, when people are thinking about coming, they they need to they need to ascertain whether they want a mix of those kind of trophy courses and another, um, uh, another really good links courses. And if they do, then eighteen months is probably the minimum. Gotcha. So year and a half we're looking at trying to start the process, trying to get those tea times. Um, when you're booking, what I would assume the tea times at those premier properties are going to be the priority. So it's when can I get my tea times and then you book everything out from there. Is that is that what I'm hearing? That is exactly it. Yeah, it, that's exactly it. And that's where most of the demand is. And we, we will always then build the itinerary around those, correct? Gotcha. Okay. And I've been to Europe once. It's been almost 20 years ago. Remind me, what side of the road are you guys driving on? We're, we're on the right side of the road. I'm oh, sorry, I mean the correct side of the road. Um, <laughs> the left. Um, uh, Freudian slip there. Um, yeah, so, you know, that's a, that's a really good point. Um, because I mentioned self-drive there a moment ago. Um, depending, you know, if you haven't been to Europe for, as you see, you know, you yourself, 20 odd years, driving on the opposite side of the road can be quite daunting for, for a lot of people. Um, you know, and, and the average age of our clients, you know, I won't give it away, but it's, it's, uh, it's, it's north of 50. And a lot of people, particularly, you know, Ireland, although things have changed in the UK, um, also, you know, we do have more uh, automatic vehicles in the country. And that we ever had, but uh, the vast majority of rental cars in Ireland and, and Scotland are still um, uh, stick shift. So you know you're on the wrong side of the road, and the stick shift is in the wrong hand, um, and you could be navigating. Well, you will be navigating some of the the narrowest roads um, in these islands because if you're looking to get out to some of the links courses, they're all on the coast and they're they're quite isolated. So that's not everybody's cup of tea, um, and we. You know, for that reason, that's why we, we we kind of drive them, excuse the pun, in the direction of taking a, drive, a chauffeur guide because it's an absolute no-brainer. You know, it takes the stress away. Um, somebody's doing all the driving for you. You don't have to keep a constant eye on the sat-nav. Um, and, and listen, very similar to the States um, or a lot of the States, um, the, the blood alcohol limit in the UK and Ireland is, is some of the lowest in the world. So you don't want to get, you know, everybody wants to have, you know, you want to enjoy your golf trip. You'd love, you know, have a, have a couple of beers after your round. But the last thing you want to do is get pulled over by by law enforcement and, and be, be over the limit. And again, you know, give that responsibility over to one of our professional drivers. And, and it just makes the whole, it may seem like an expense at the start when people are looking at it. But when you weigh everything up in terms of the, you know, the enjoyment of the, of the trip it's it's an absolute no-brainer to, to take a take a driver guide note to self always get chauffeured when i go to europe absolutely that sounds like a great option and and it sounds like you guys partner with some really good um chauffeur organizations so if you're looking to have a have a really good time and a little bit eliminated a little bit of that stress um definitely get the uh get the chauffeured option for sure so tom if i'm a traveler. Okay. I'm a member at a nice club. I've got a group of, let's say six of us, 
you know, three couples that want to make this want to make this pilgrimage to Ireland, so to speak. Where do we start? Yeah, good question. Um, what we tend to find is that, you know, by the time they pick up the, the phone to us or email us, um, most people will have done a little bit of Google research or, or search online. So they tend to come to us with a, yes, we'd like to include Royal Portrush. We saw it on the TV. It looks pretty cool. Um, you know, we've seen Bally Bunyan or heard about Bally Bunyan being one of the best in the world. And that tends to be where 99% of the conversations start. Um Effectively, you know, that's all I need um, and that's all the team here needs is that if we if we have an inkling or you have a something that you you know that itch you want to scratch, then we basically will base the rest of the trip around that. And we take care of everything, you know. So we will go off, we will um we will check the availability for tea times at, at all of the courses that you've mentioned, plus we'll throw in our own suggestions to make the trip um unique for, for the group. Um we we contact multiple accommodation providers to find the right one that we will fit the group. And again, we do we do the sorry, we do the, the transport element as well. But on top of that, um we we are a full service um agency. So, you know, we are pre-booking all your caddies. We are booking your restaurants. You know, we will always put three or four restaurants into the itinerary and make sure that they're booked well in advance because a summer like we're having at the moment in Ireland, it's extremely busy. Um, again, down to the return of COVID and everybody wanting to travel again. And, and sometimes, you know, tour operator tour operators forget about the small details like that, you know, and realize only at the last minute that I can't get a table for six or a table for eight in, you know, such and such restaurant. Um, so we, we, we look after all of that. Um, we also will talk to the clients and talk to the group and say, listen, you know, would you like to do any touring when you're here? Do you want to take a day off, for example, and maybe go to Bushmills Whiskey Distillery when you're, you know, in the, in the afternoon after you're around at Port Rush or, um, you know, uh, visit the Guinness Storehouse in Dublin, whatever, whatever it might be. Um, we will look after, you know, all of the ticketing, all of the booking um, so that effectively our clients don't have to do anything. They just literally have to turn up with their clubs and their luggage and, and enjoy themselves. Everything will be laid out will be pre-booked um, and reconfirmed back to them so that, you know, the, the trip should go as smoothly as possible. So that, you know, we try to take, we try to take, uh, well, we, we, you know, we think ahead essentially as to, you know, we are, we obviously need to learn a little bit about the group, you know, uh, where they've traveled before, what they've enjoyed, you know, they may have, they may have done, you know, Mexico or Cabo or wherever it might've been and something might have, might've worked really well. And, you know, they may have taken a, a break in the middle of the week and played, you know, maybe only played three or four rounds for when you come to Ireland, the majority are playing seven or eight. And if that suits the group, fantastic. You know, we, but we find that out in advance and we, we find out where the, the comfortable spot is for everybody. And then we we tailor everything and everything is bespoke to that individual client and build it around them. That sounds like a really great experience that you guys put together. Um, you're going to be my first call when <laughs> when I finally convince my husband and my family that we'll make the Ireland trip. So that's good. You got to do it. Um, you mentioned that it's difficult sometimes to get reservations for groups of six, eight plus. What's the ideal number in a group to travel? Yeah, that's that's a really good question. Um, so the the average size of group we have is probably an eight. Um, but if I look at if I look at this season, you know we've got groups as big as 
24 and 28. And essentially, that's whatever the, the group leader or that particular group is comfortable with, what, they are, what they've done in the past. Um, you know, essentially, for, for us, um, we do as much work for two as we do for 28. You know, it's, a, it's essentially just a number and we're, we're, yes, we're looking for additional rooms and additional tea times, but it's, it's again, the process is pretty much the same. And it's, you know, we tend to throw that back. If the group leader, and there's always, there's always a group leader or one or two, um, and particularly if it's a couple's trip, it's usually a husband and wife. And if they've done it before and they're comfortable with it, we're we're good to go you know we will make it happen for them um and in saying all that it still it still tends to be eights and twelves they they tend to be our bread and butter um for for various reasons obviously you know friendship groups and and regular guys are are ladies that they play with back home um we can can quite often dictate the size of the group um and it's it's just whatever people are comfortable with you know and um we, we we've seen everything we've seen you know we've got quite a few couples groups um this summer um we've got quite a few couples just husband and wife traveling on their own so there's there's no there's no minimum there's no maximum um and we will we will make it work um for our clients so long as they're they're comfortable with the number Sounds like a good, good service. Um, so changing gears just a little bit, if I am a PGA professional at a golf facility here in the US and I have a group of my customers or my members that I want to take a trip or I want to offer this as a service you know, to, to my clientele here locally, how would I get started? Well, the easiest thing to do is just pick up the phone to us and just let us know. We have that conversation and say, um, uh, where have you been before? What have you done before? Um, and, and, and what, what are your thoughts? And we, we can guide them through, you know, we, I would say, you know, without looking, digging into the files, I would say at least 50% of our groups are PGA led. And, um, we love working with our PGAs because they make our lives so much easier. Obviously, they they bring they're bringing the groups to us, but as well as that, we tend to get a lot more information in advance because they tend to work. Um, if they're in the same club, they've been in that club for a while, and they've travelled. They're fit to tell us exactly what the group like and don't like, and you know we can basically nail it down really, really quickly. Um, we have a PGA package that we will discuss with the with the individual. So, um, you know, we make sure that their experience when they come to Ireland or Scotland is almost as good as their members because we, we realise that for them it's work, um, but we try to take as much pressure off them as possible. So that's why when we are, you know, pre-booking caddies, we're pre-booking restaurants, et cetera, that, that would ordinarily fall down to the responsibility of the individual PGA. And listen, if they still want to do that, that's awesome. Uh, we're, we're certainly not going to stop them, but I think uh, the overwhelming majority of them are only too happy for us to take that responsibility away and make sure that, that, that uh, that's done for them. And ultimately, you know, we want them to enjoy themselves. We want them to have a, as good an experience as possible. And, you know, with with nothing more to do than organize the organize the cards and, and the money games and have, have some fun with their members. And uh, that that is that is the, the the core for us because we know that if the pro enjoys that particular trip, that he's gonna he or she is gonna come back uh, and look for us to do something similar again. So, um, the whole raison d'être of of what we do and um, for our PGAs is to make 
make their lives as easy as possible. As a former green grass PGA professional, that sounds like a really great thing. <laughs> make make my job easier. Make me look like a hero to my members. Um, exactly. I think, I think that's a win-win. Um, you mentioned a couple of times, we'll call them other activities on a golf trip. You said maybe taking a break for a day or two from golf. Um, you mentioned the whiskey distillery. I know there's just a couple places in Ireland, Ireland that you can go outside of golf courses. Why don't you give me some examples of what some of those other activities might look like? Yeah. So, um, wow. You know, uh, where do you start? Where do you end? Uh, everything from uh, from the cultural and historical side. You know, we've had requests for um, from clients that they want to see uh, where their family. Um, their Irish ancestry and heritage started from, you know, I mean, down to, down to bring, bring me to the graveyard where my great, great grandmother is buried kind of thing. You know, it's, we've, we've had the weird and the wonderful, Holly, absolutely uh, off the charts, but um, you know, there's, there's other ways of tracing your ancestry. Um, There's a great facility in Dublin that will do that for you. And if anybody was interested in doing that, Um, the cities tend to be where a lot of the uh, kind of newer experiences are. So I mentioned um, the Guinness Storehouse in Dublin, um, even a wander around Trinity College, which has been there since the, you know, the 1600s, where the the Book of Kells is located, one of the oldest manuscripts in the world. Um, In Belfast, uh, which is actually where Titanic was built. And uh, here in Belfast, we've got a great phrase, which is, it was fine when it left here. Um, (laughs) We uh, we have a fantastic Titanic um, exhibitor center, which is, uh, you know, state of the art, uh, interactive um, uh, experience. One of the best I've ever been in. But, you know, for any any fans of Titanic, that's a great way to spend an hour or two. Um, both those cities have great walking tours, you know, so if somebody's in looking for for, um, for a bit of a, uh, a cultural experience, but they, they're happy enough to do a, a kind of walking tour, uh, that could be historical. It could also be food and drink orientated. So, you know, you could do a pub tour, you could do, um, you know, mix it up by going to visit some local artisan suppliers and some drink suppliers and make a bit of a day out of it. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's lots of stuff to, to, to be able to do. Obviously, yes, the whiskey distilleries between Ireland and Scotland, you know, you can't, uh, you can't turn a corner for, for bumping into one, so we're not short of those. Um, but I think both of the destinations um, over the years have kind of been um, sort of badly tarnished um, by you know people thinking that the the food uh, here is kind of sort of fairly backward or whatever else and nothing could be further from the truth you know there's some there's some awesome restaurants um you know anybody that's into their afternoon teas particularly you know the couples groups um if if some of the the non golfers want to want to do something different you know you, you, you name it, spa breaks, um, uh, water sports, horse riding, and, and literally anything goes. You know, we have we've got quite a quite a, quite a variety of activities and trips. One, well, actually, one of the most popular ones, um, which might seem a little bit bizarre, but um, particularly where I'm located in Belfast, a lot of people are, are really interested to know about the the political history of Belfast and the troubles. You can do you can do a tour that will bring you out and it, it'll explain the history behind it, um, how 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 you know the violence began, why it began, and how it all came to an end. Thankfully, uh, which kind of you know some people 
people might think is a bit of a morbid, um, a morbid uh, fascination. But actually, for a lot of people, we find coming here, they don't actually understand the nuances of of, of what happened over that period. And that's a that's an awesome tour to be able to do. And a lot of these you can tailor for maybe a couple of hours at most, two three hours, and um, so you can fit it in on a you know if you've got an afternoon tea time, this is something that you can do in the morning. But um, yeah, we're not we're not short of of activities and different things to do. For sure. Sounds good. Um, when I'm looking at a trip like this, if we're fitting in golf, some other activities, some downtime, really making it a true vacation, what's the sweet spot for the time frame? Yeah, good question. Um, it, it tends to be seven days on the ground. So travel either side of that. Um, now, we do we do have longer trips. It you know, obviously depends on, on people's commitments um, back at home and family or work, or etc. But um a lot of our arrivals, obviously, people want to maximize the weekend. So um, a lot of arrivals in Ireland tend to be fly out of the U.S. on a Friday afternoon, evening, land in Ireland on the Saturday morning, um, play or not, as the case may be, because obviously you've just done a you've done a transatlantic, depending on, on people, their attitude, whether they want to get up and go and, and shake the cobwebs of the jet lag or whether they want to just ease themselves in. And um, then Sunday through to the following Saturday um, would be sort of golf daily. Um, and then either, either the Saturday or the Sunday depart back out of, of Dublin back for the US. And that would be, you know, if I was to look at our, our, our diary, probably 70% of our trips are probably um, within that kind of week time frame. Um, the 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 slight change, I have to say, and again, I, I put it down to COVID and people wanting to do a little bit more, you know, they may have had in the back of their mind, you know, maybe doing multiple trips to Ireland and Scotland. And because of the last couple of years, they've they've realized, okay, maybe that second or third trip isn't going to happen. So we're starting to see those trips become a little bit longer because they want to squeeze in a little bit more, you know, maybe two or three days at the end and do do a couple of extra courses in maybe a different location. Um, and what is also becoming quite popular is actually an Ireland and Scotland combo. So you're getting people who are doing maybe three or four days in Northern Ireland and then taking either the ferry, there's a sort of large drive-on ferry that will bring you across to Scotland from Belfast and then maybe do four or five days in Scotland after that. So you get a nice mix of Ireland and Scotland, which can be quite a cool, quite a cool trip. Yeah, that would sound really good. Um, so Consummate Pro, we can book different tours, different locations, different countries through you guys still, even though you're based in Ireland? You can indeed. So um, we are um, we are members of the International Association of Golf Tour Operators. And effectively, that's the umbrella organization that kind of regulates and, and looks after us. So um, we're officially licensed and bonded and insured through those guys. Um, so it means that, you know, all of the clients who are booking with us, they've got protection, financial insurance protection, et cetera, which particularly over the last couple of years, I hate, I hate using the C word again, but because of COVID, a lot of people are, are conscious and aware of, you know, if I book and I give you my money, can I get it back? Um, and, and, you know, because of, because of our partner, sorry, because of our membership of IACTO, all of that is, is very clearly stated whenever somebody comes to us. And I know it's, it's, it's quite boring. It's not the sexy part of, of, of going and travel, um, going on golf trips, but it's an incredibly important part. And, you know, once you get down to the detail of planning a trip, 
people are really keen to know, okay, if I do this and I give you my deposit, et cetera, what happens from there? So, so we lay all that out. Um, but uh, yeah, so we, because of that, yes, we, we cover practically every golf destination in the world. You know, there's no doubt about it, Ireland and Scotland, and also, you know, the, the, uh, the golf coast in England, um, outside Liverpool, where a lot of the, the open road of courses um, are located, is um, those, those were, are, are the three most popular destinations for us. But we have organised tours throughout Europe um, and as far away as South Africa, New Zealand uh, as well. So there's there's nothing really that we can't do because of the depth of the experience and the knowledge that we have from from our ITO uh, membership and partnerships. Yeah, that's incredibly comprehensive service. That's really cool to know. Thank you. Yeah, it is. Um, so in the two different scenarios that we talked about, whether I'm a you know, club or golf member and looking to book a trip, or if I'm a PGA professional and looking to set up a trip for my clientele or my members, um, how does a trip like that, what does it usually cost and how do, how does payment work? Okay. Well, that's probably the most difficult question of the lot so far, because it's kind of how long is a piece of string? Um, it'll depend, obviously, on the length of the trip. It's going to depend on the golf courses they're playing, because there is quite a differential between, in green fee, obviously, by from playing somewhere like Royal County Down to to playing, you know, um, a parkland in, in the middle of Ireland. Um, you know, different vehicles, different accommodation gradings uh, from everything from self-catering through to five-star properties. So it's, it's a difficult one to, to kind of, um, uh, to, to put a finger on, but if, you know, ballpark, Holly, if you're coming to Ireland um, and you wanted to play maybe three or four of those, let's call them trophy courses um, and stay in good quality, four-star accommodations, um, chauffeur guide, and you're away for, um, as I said, that sweet spot of about seven days, you're probably looking somewhere in the ballpark of five and a half to 6,000 US, um, which will cover all of that. Um, an important thing to probably note is that we, we don't, we don't deal with, uh, with airlines. We don't book air. Um, there's a good number of very good reasons for that. One is just because it's it's quite challenging to deal with airlines in the modern world at the moment. But the the main reason is that we find that the vast majority of people coming across have some form of loyalty with uh, with their airline already, and they tend to use miles or they'll tend to use that loyalty program. So um, it almost is uh, is a bit of a moot com- uh, conversation. So we we don't. We don't deal with air, but we, we're more than happy to um, liaise with the clients and say, listen, you know, here's when your trip's going to start. Here's a couple of flight options for you. You know, and we would suggest that you come in at this time. You know, so what we tend to do is we tend to, because we know that a lot of people are, are you know, you could have college buddies who are in different parts of the States coming together for a trip. So we know that people are maybe coming from West Coast to East Coast. Um, we give them a kind of a window. So, you know, we need you to be in on Monday, the 20th of July, um, sometime between, you know, seven in the morning and 10 in the morning. And then we'll, we'll herd you all together and get you, um, get you on your transport. 
Um, and that seems that tends to work well. You know, it, it gets gets everybody together. But you know, it, it, there, there's there's always the occasion, and I've got plenty of them this summer where guys are coming from maybe a, a business trip in Europe, um, and then coming across, um, and they need to ship their golf clubs ahead to 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 our office even, which is which is perfectly fine, and then we'll transfer their their the clubs onto their accommodations um, and all, you know if that particular guy needs a, a transfer on his own to meet up with a group that that are all ready you know six 12 hours ahead or a day ahead of them no problem we, we coordinate that that's that's the kind of thing we're, we're we're quite used to doing so you know for the for those particular reasons it's really hard to kind of put a put an exact number on it but that hopefully would give um, give guys a, a good indication as, as to what they're looking at and that's per person right that's per person it is yeah and does that typically include the dinners and food cost as well that would include uh, a couple of dinners yes it would indeed um you know that's also i should probably stress <clears throat> excuse me is that that would be single accommodation um, so that would be single rooms for everybody. Um, there's a good, you know, it's kind of 50-50 on our, on our groups, particularly if we look at our, our kind of all, all male groups that the guys will share, um, you know, they'll, they'll double up. And if you double up, um, the cost of that triple will come down, you know, probably by, by a thousand, maybe 1200 Twelve hundred bucks, um, so it, it can be quite a cost saving if 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 guys are willing to, our guys are willing to double up on the trip. For sure. So if you want to share a hotel room with your spouse, it's a it's a little bit cheaper. But if you don't want to share a hotel room with your spouse, you're looking at that <laughs> five and a half to six thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, and, and probably some marriage guidance counseling at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> Cost on top of that. <laughs> yeah, we 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 def that's something we definitely don't get involved in. Yep, for sure. Good stuff. Um, well, I think you've answered all the questions that I have about golf travel. If any of our listeners have additional questions or would like to get more information on possibly booking travel with you, how do they find you? Okay, good. Yeah, we are uh, the our website is uh, theconsummatepro.com. Um, they can contact me directly by emailing tom at theconsummatepro.com. Um, and they'll also find us on, on social media quite easily um, on, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, if they want to, they want to see some happy, smiling guys going on, on trips this summer um, all, over, all over the best golf courses in the, in the UK and Ireland. So uh, we'd, we'd love to hear from them. Um, we uh, we we tend to get back to guys pretty quickly within twenty four hours and have an initial conversation so that we so that we know where we're we're going with their inquiry. So uh, we'd love to hear from from anybody who's listening. Well, thank you so much, Tom Cotter, with the Consummate Pro for chatting with us about golf travel. If you're interested, definitely look up Tom and his company. Um, they've provided some really stellar services for people for almost a decade. So would highly recommend and uh, good luck with your golf travels to Ireland and beyond. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Holly.